can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. Nah, I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it. I ball like a Celtic. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Welcome back, Celtics fans, for another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPlacito. Uh The Boston Celtics-Brooklyn Nets game just finished. It is Christmas Day. I uh, wanted to wish all of you Celtics fans a Merry Christmas. I'm going to keep this episode short and sweet today. We had a late night last night, uh, early morning today, a long day of eating and drinking quite a bit. I uh, just made myself a vodka Red Bull, try to wake myself up, give you guys some sort of show uh, without passing out. So here we go. Want to dive in, I guess, what I'll talk about today is the good and the bad of today's game. I think there's quite a bit of both, uh, but I want to start with the good here. JB is solidifying himself as one of the most consistent players on the team. Uh, he, I think he did that within the bubble last season, uh, not too long ago, I guess I, sh- I should say. Um, end of the night, 27 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists. One of the things I'm, I, I was happy seeing is kind of him continuing his journey to become a better passer. Uh, he started the game Back-to-back, unbelievable assists to Smart, uh, which led to, I believe it was back-to-back three-pointers by him over in the corner. So it's good to see him kind of getting back into the rhythm of getting assists. Again, three assists, not a staggering amount. Uh, It is something that you can see improvement. Uh, Really, he was the only one today that played like he wanted to win the game. Tatum, yes, he ended up with 20 points. He always seems to. Uh, 9 of 22 shooting. Uh, Didn't really do much on the offensive end that looked fluid. JB played well in the fourth. uh, Had his jumper going. He's just, he's that guy. When he's anywhere within the free throw, uh. He just he seems like he doesn't miss. He did have a couple shots in the lane, layups in the lane that realistically our entire team just didn't hit. Uh so it's not it's not even just him. And I'll kind of dive into some of that on the the back end of this podcast when we talk about the bad. Um the the second guy outside of JB, I think JB was by far the best player that the Celtics had tonight. Tristan Thompson was not far behind him. Uh eight points, eight rebounds. He I think had three three offensive rebounds in the first quarter alone. Uh but he also had three fouls in the first quarter. It's just we'll dive into some of the some of the bad later in the podcast fouls just absolutely killed us today. Uh, you saw a lot of minutes. Uh, you saw a lot of minutes from Shemi Ojale, or a lot more than you would typically see. I think he was, you know, star number three on the Celtics as far as you know playing up to potential. I don't know if I. I don't think I've ever said that I'm happy with the way Shemi Ojale played. 
Uh, today he played pretty well. He, he shot two for seven from the field, so that part sucks. Uh, but he seemed to be in the right spot at the right time in a lot of different plays. Got to the line six times, went four for six from the line. Uh, found himself with a good amount of offensive rebounds, which you know, we haven't really seen a, a ton. Um, but he did well. He did well. Had a really nice assist to Pritchard after an offensive rebound that he got. So it's the first game in really three years that I've looked up after and been like, wow, that's that's a guy that could potentially do something for us, uh, which is a good thing for the Celtics because I mean, we all know that Shemi's an unbelievable defender, but if we can get any sort of efficiency from him, I'll take it. Again, two of seven isn't super efficient by any means, uh, but he was able to get to the line. He drew fouls. We got into the bonus really early in the third and just was not able to capitalize on it. So that part is not encouraging to see. Uh, but it's something that, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chalk up a lot of today on being early in the season and really just not performing from three. I talked about this at the end of last episode. In order for the Celtics to compete with top teams like Milwaukee, like Brooklyn, we're going to have nights. We're going to need to have nights where we're shooting almost 50% from the field and you know, 45, 40, 45% from three. Tonight was not that night. Uh, end of the night, shooting 37% from the field and only 29% from three. Uh, it's not going to get the job done. It's not going to get the job done against Milwaukee, and it's certainly not going to get the job done against Brooklyn. I think the first two games of the season for Brooklyn, they have solidified themselves as, if not the best team in the East, certainly top two or three. Uh, Duran Irving just absolutely torched us, uh, especially in the third. They outscored our entire team alone in the third quarter, which we will touch on here. Uh, I would say another another bright spot was the play of, I would say, Marcus Smart. Uh, shot selection, pretty horrible. Uh, again, defensively, he's just that guy that you can count on for absolutely everything. Uh, I would say probably the highlight of the game for me was Durant in the post trying to back down Marcus Smart and Smart strips him, runs the floor, and really about like a half-court pass to JB for the dunk. Uh, that, to me, it's something that breathes energy into the team. The, th- the problem with the Celtics tonight was we just didn't, we didn't build on that. We had a couple of phenomenal plays where we were able to get the ball down low, get a dunk, and then just wasn't able to do anything with it. Uh, so it's not something that, you know, I think is going to be an issue moving forward. But it's certainly not something that you want to to see at all, especially against a team like Brooklyn. Because if you have any slip up, Brooklyn's just going to run away. Uh, 35 to 23 is what we got outscored in the third. 37 to 18 
in the fourth. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's a tough look. We had a, we had a lead coming out of halftime and to end the game losing by as much as we did. It's, it's not, not a fun game to watch. It's certainly not a fun half to watch. Uh, I think we had quite a bit of things that I felt good about. You saw Pritchard check in pretty early in the game. End of the game with 25 points. Uh, he's a guy that played fairly well. Again, three for five for, from the field, so didn't shoot a bunch. Uh, but the shots that he's taken, he's not hesitating on. Ended with seven points, uh, two rebounds, one assist, two steals. Uh, a couple of those ended up really, I guess, charging down the floor and getting an assist off as well. So Pritchard was a bright spot uh, for the Celtics tonight. Thompson, Smart, Brown, Shemi. We saw a little bit of Neesmith. He checked in. He's really only in the fourth quarter, I believe. He played nine minutes in the fourth. Did hit a three. No hesitation, uh, which is good to see, again, from a, a pretty young guy. It's just it's a tough, tough game to watch as a Celtics fan, especially coming off what was a massive victory for us. So, you know, you... I want to just kind of put this in the the rear view mirror and just kind of forget about it. Hopefully, you know, next game just is different. Brooklyn is has clearly solidified themselves as a unbelievable team. So we've just we've got to be better. That's it. That's the uh the bottom line. We've just got to be better. So I think when you look at the rest of the season, We've shown as a team that we can compete with whoever it may be. I think the Milwaukee Bucks are as good as it gets in the NBA. The Brooklyn Nets are not far behind that. Uh, first half, we had them. We were out playing them in the first half. We got in a lot of foul trouble. That's why you saw extended minutes for some of our bench guys. Uh, we got in foul trouble and we just didn't hit shots. I don't I don't think that's going to be an issue throughout the season on a consistent enough basis that it's going to hurt. So, I'm not I'm not overly worried. I'm not overly worried. There are some things that we'll talk about here coming up that need to be addressed as soon as possible and yeah, you know, we'll dive into that in a really I guess we'll dive into it in the next section here. I guess before going into, I guess, the bad part of the game, I uh, want to pause for a quick ad here from one of my sponsors, Anchor. Here we go. All right, guys, we are back. want to dive into really the bad of today's game. And there were quite a bit. There was quite a bit. Uh, I want to start with Jason Tatum. He did not have a good shooting night. 9 of 22. The Celtics do not stand a chance in winning an NBA title if Jason Tatum is not more consistent on the offensive end. Shooting, like efficiency-wise. He's going to put up his points. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. 20 points for him. 
you know, it is what it is. It's a solid night. But 9 of 22 is not. Uh, we need him closer to 50%. We need him hitting his threes. Went two for six today, so below his average as far as percentage goes. He started the game 0 for 3. Right, He drives to the basket, gets two dunks, two massive dunks. And we need more of that. We need more consistent offense. We need him driving to the hoop. He ended the he ended the day with zero free throws. And I might be wrong, but I don't think he shot a free throw last game either. And that's an issue. That's an issue. The Brooklyn Nets as a as a team ended the game with 22 fouls. So not a not a massive amount here. Really there wasn't many people on the team that were you know, forcing anything that the Nets couldn't handle. I don't think the Nets are a crazy good defensive team. They're really not. I mean, Durant is super long. He's good on the defensive end. He can stay in front. Kyrie, sure, he he can be. Um, the rest of the team is okay. I mean, Jared Allen had a solid day. Um, I mean, he's always, he's to me, always fun to watch. End of the night with four blocks. I don't think it's fun when we're f- facing them, but he is a fun guy to watch on the defensive end. I don't. I don't think this should be an issue that the Celtics are running into, though. Like the Celtics, there's there's no excuse for shooting thirty seven percent from the field. There's no excuse for shooting under thirty percent as a team from three. I mean, the Celtics, it, it, even last year. Like we rarely had games where we were under thirty percent. It's just not something that we can do and hope to win a game. So I'm looking for that to change moving forward. I'm looking for I guess more consistency on the defensive end as far as trans transition defense goes. We talked about this in the last episode too. Like we have we have a lot of issues on transition defense. And for a team that realistically like ranks in the top 10, even top 5 most of the time in defensive efficiency, transition defense should not be an issue. We've got a young team. Yes, we did I guess go with a slightly bigger lineup than we have in the past, going with two bigs in Tyson Thompson. So yes, I guess they're not they're probably not running the floor as well as, you know, going with a small lineup. But transition defense, like we just it, it comes down to effort. Are we going to bring enough effort to get back and stop some of their fast break points? Tonight we didn't see it. We didn't really see it a lot during the Bucks game either. Uh, so these are things that just they, they need to change, and they need to change fast for the Celtics to, I guess, get back into the groove here. One of the things that, for me, was was tough to watch was Jeff Teague. He, you know, we hyped him up a lot. He was the most consistent player during preseason. Uh, came in, had a fantastic game against the Bucks. Uh and then laid an egg today. Yeah, you know, he played 21 minutes, so like he played a, a good amount of ball. 
Uh, just, I mean, the most out of, well, actually, I guess Pritchard had 25 minutes. So he played second most uh, minutes on the bench and went 0 for 5. Didn't do much. Two assists, a rebound, a steal. Uh, had two turnovers, which isn't good. Uh, he just didn't didn't have the game that we need from him. Uh, it's it's a he's a guy that again I said it last episode too. We're gonna need at least twelve, fifteen would be nice, but twelve is probably a realistic expectation for a veteran like Jeff Teague. So it's something that we're gonna need uh, moving forward for the rest of the season to be successful here. And you know you want you want a guy like Teague to play well and kind of alleviate a lot of the pressure that gets put on Kemba Walker's return. Uh, He's a guy that needs to step up, looked like he was going to step up in the absence of Kemba. And for the first two preseason games and the first game of the season looked great. Tonight he did not. Uh, So I'm hopeful that that will change. I think, you know, looking back at the rest of his career, it it shows that it more than likely will change. Um, so again, just I guess cross cross your fingers and hope we get Milwaukee Bucks version of Jeff Teague uh, moving forward. One thing that we need to change immediately is just fouls. Uh, I know we got in the bonus early in the third. The Nets were right behind us. You know, we fouled 27 times. Thompson, five. Smart, five. Jalen Brown, five. Williams, three. Teague, no, Pritchard, three. So, like, you're looking at, you know, three of our starters with five fouls. And... You know, not playing the minutes that we should because they're in foul trouble, and we, we're putting pressure on guys like Pritchard, who, as a rookie, I mean, again, he actually he played a pretty solid game. I'm not, I'm happy with what Pritchard did, but for a rookie to play 25 minutes against the Brooklyn Nets, it's just it's not it's not fair to expect him to have the same output as. You know, a Marcus Smart, it, it's not. I mean, Marcus Smart should be doing a lot better than Pritchard, and he should be playing a lot more minutes. So as a team, we just got to – we have to fix it. I'm not overly worried about Smart. He doesn't seem to get himself in foul trouble a lot, which is pretty surprising considering the matchups that he typically sees. I mean, tonight, granted, he had – he covered Durant – a good amount. He covered Kyrie a, a lot throughout the game. So, you know, as a team, it's just, it needs to improve. You know, for the Brooklyn Nets are a solid, solid free throw shooting team. You know, 84% on the night. Kevin Durant alone, I mean, he went eight for nine. Kyrie four for four. So between the two of them, I mean, it's just, it's not a good look. 12 of 13 from the free throw line. You know, as a as a team, we shot thirteen of nineteen, so they shot just as many free throws as us for the most part. <laughs> it's just it's not a good look, and it's something that we need to we need to change pretty quickly, uh, in order to you know make a serious run at this. And I 
I still think that we can. I don't I don't think that we're going to shoot as poorly as we shot tonight. And have a team like well, I have a team anywhere that's gonna shoot over fifty percent from three. Fifty one and one fifty one point seven percent from three, fifteen of twenty nine for Brooklyn. Again, Brad preaches defense. Not very not very good defense, not very efficient defense on that end. One hundred and twenty three points to the Nets. Uh what was it? hundred and twenty. 120 points last game against the Bucks. Uh so defensive efficiency needs to change, needs to improve. Uh I think Brad, I think Brad can turn it around. Again, I'm biased. I'm always going to be here cheering for the Celts. So that part, you know, it is what it is, but something needs to click. Uh Brad Stevens talked about it, you know, after the preseason like went through went through roles with all of the players and I think something needs to be said and I think a guy like Marcus Smart and I think a guy like Tristan Thompson needs to needs to get in the ears of the rest of this team and not just the rookies I mean I think the rookies obviously need to hear it too especially Pritchard just seeing as he seems to be the rookie that's getting the most time um, but everyone just needs to step up the defensive intensity for for this to be a, a fun season to watch. So those are the things that I'm looking out for. Those are the good and the bad portions of tonight. I really wish there were more good than bad to talk about, but you know that's what we got. I'm gonna. I told you I'd make it short and sweet. Kept it under 25 minutes here for you guys. Uh. Want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas once again. Happy Hanukkah, whatever you're celebrating. Happy holidays. Uh, hope you enjoyed today's shorter podcast. Uh, get ready for more. Hope you guys rate, review, follow, subscribe, whatever it may be. Uh, excited to be on this journey with you all. Have a great night. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, nah, I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic. I can't help it, I ball like a Celtic.